Chadwick, six ends remain. Tambellini shoots and scores. It comes around to Jeff Tambellini at the near side circle with 5.3 seconds remaining. Tambellini gives the Wolverines a 6-5 lead. WCBN FM Ann Arbor. But when it comes to DJs, I put you at the top of the class. Cause I love rock and funk and pop and punk and all that jazz. From hip hop to bebop to doo wop, you ain't playing no flops. The way you kiss my ears kicks my ass. Okay, you are listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And of course, uh, another week of trumpery, tomfoolery, and just about everything. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Everything else you can think of. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, the gong show continues. Uh, I couldn't believe reading this but i'll just start off with this actually jaw dropping it's about trump's activities this weekend uh he went of course to the white house in florida tricky dickhead one of those places it was called key biscayne but uh trump's place is mar a lago and they had a ball this weekend it was the 60th anniversary annual red cross ball a staple of the Palm Beach social calendar, which this year carried the theme from Vienna to Versailles. In keeping with the Habsburg and Bourbon motif, the male staff members wore powdered wigs and Quite. knee breeches, and the women were costumed in flouncy gowns. And there were spankings all around. And ash... Blonde beehive wigs in the style of Marie Antoinette, the queen guillotined after the French Revolution. Now, if you find this ironic, hilarious, by the way, Trump didn't need to bother with the powdered beehive wig. He's already got a wig. I don't think it's powdered, but... A little bit of news about his hair medication this week, too, in the papers. Might be. The Trump White House is getting very leaky and uh, kind of sneaky. Uh, of course, one of the biggest stories of the week was Donald Trump's foray into war. He sent the special forces into Yemen. He wanted a quick little victory. It's called the Michael Ledeen theory of foreign policy where America, quote, invades a country, a little tiny place, every 20 years to show that we mean business. Michael Ledeen, of course, one of the scumbags involved in the Iran-Contra affair. Uh, didn't turn out quite as well as Trump had hoped. Many civilians were killed. America lost its first soldier under Donald Trump, and they had to destroy a $75 million piece of aircraft equipment. Unbelievable but not surprising. 
And, of course, grizzly bears are in the news. We've got the Bowling Green Massacre. Mm. It's hard to know where to begin or where to end. It's endless. It's endless stupidity. And Trump, of course, brought back discussions of torture. And he continues to be in violation of the emoluments clause. Well, and the uh, reluctance of the Republican majority in Congress to do anything but sort of occasionally wince. Yeah. Uh, there's very little show of uh, anything like reason, rationality, uh, or balance there. Of course, we weren't really expecting balance, I suppose. But uh, since Trump has declared war against the judiciary, I guess Congress is just going to sit on the side and see how this pans out. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Even at this costumed ball in which uh, the Hopsburgs and the Bourbons were... <laughs> being celebrated, which I find kind of ironic. The Habsburgs were probably the most incompetent monarchy in the history of human civilization. <laughs> Good wigs, though. And the Bourbons, uh, well, they were they were wonderful at supporting beautiful music. Let's give Vienna some credit. But <laughs> uh, the rest of the Habsburg uh, disaster, the Austro-Hungarian Empire, which, of course, came to an end after World War One and was the reason World War One even started. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Trump is supposed to be meeting the Prime Minister of Japan soon. Uh, I understand that the Emperor of Japan is uh, hoping to step down before he perishes. And there's a big controversy about that. So there may be an opening for the Emperor of Japan. I hope Donald Trump applies because I think we can trade him to Japan for about 100,000 Toyotas and a couple of samurai swordsmen to be named later. <laughs> I'll participate in those negotiations. Well, of course, uh, Arnold has famously offered to switch jobs in the last week as yeah, well. That was another That's one. That's another uh, good one there. Trump can't eat. I mean, he, he, he goes to the national prayer breakfast and decides, I'll pick another immigrant to insult. <laughs> like, a highly successful one. Yes. Who actually at least has experience in legislative government yeah, type of work. He, <laughs> Not a great governor, perhaps, but experienced nonetheless. And you had to love his pronunciation of California. It always sounded like cauliflower to me, but that's my recollection of... Well, and then, of course, there's the fact that uh, despite many years of America's uh, status as a beacon for freedom and democracy all over the world, we're being given the thumbs up from autocrats yeah. uh, worldwide who are expecting, you know, relaxed attitudes uh, and perhaps uh, constant nonstop beauty pageants uh, to celebrate their grip. Uh, the happy uh, note that Trump wrote to the uh, president of Kazakhstan uh, is heartwarming. And I won't bother to repeat it here, but I urge you to <laughs> seek out that text. Yeah, well, his cheering section seems... After he bashed Australia, so... Uh, yeah, we'll get to that in one second. But how uh, interesting that he uh, his cheering section seems to be Kim Jong-un, uh, Duterte of uh, the Philippines. Uh, by the way, it's been reported uh, over the last week that 7,000 people have been massacred in the Philippines under this extrajudicial war on drugs. Um, and Duterte, of course gave an interview where he actually admitted that he had personally killed people mm -hmm. himself. 
So, yeah, Putin, Duterte, and Kim Jong-un, and the president of Kazakhstan. And Paul what, Ryan. What? Because you got to include Paul Ryan in there because he's... What his, a cheering section. His, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just become surreal, of course, uh, very briefly on the uh, Turnbull, Prime Minister Turnbull situation. Apparently they had a, a rather noisy telephone conversation that a lot of people overheard. Well, the photograph of uh, General Bannon and uh, Flynn in the office while that call was going on. Yeah. Speaks. Really reassuring to, uh, yeah. to a citizen. <laughs> Bannon is scribbling some notes and Flynn looks Satan like... rules. Yeah. I, did they go to the Black Sabbath? Uh... Final show? Yeah. yeah. Final show. <laughs> Black Sabbath. <laughs> Satan. Satan. Hey, that's who Trump reminds me of. But anyway, getting back to the Prime Minister of Australia situation, uh, that that is absolutely a fascinating development in and of itself. Uh, we, we won't go into all the details about the immigration policy debate over this whole thing, the embarrassing uh, details of this detention center uh, that exists on the island of Nauru, Nauru, I've heard it pronounced both ways. This is a little tiny place in the Pacific Ocean that uh, recently had a claim to fame as uh, it seems to be a massive receptacle for garbage. <laughs> Global garbage is, is sent to this little tiny place. We will bury your trash here. And there are apparently literally billions of seagulls around this area as a result. Uh, but gruesome conditions in these uh, refugee detention centers, uh, even maybe more despicable and indescribable than Guantanamo Bay, um, a prison facility that is starting to resemble Spandau, but Trump wants to revive it. <laughs> uh, he wants to bring it back. Uh, but the real Put story here, there. by the way, with Turnbull and getting back to that real quickly, is the TPP the Trans-Pacific uh, Trade Agreement that uh, Trump... This was actually, I think, Trump's... Uh, one of his first executive orders. Indeed. He withdrew us from the TPP officially, but we were never in the TPP. In other words, the whole thing was sort of a, an enunciation oh. proclamation about nothingness. Well, the very next day, Prime Minister Trumbull, who is a member of the Conservative Party in Australia... Um, made it quite clear on the BBC that he was interested in keeping the TPP and that he planned on negotiating with China. And it would be, rather than a TPP, a trans-Pacific partnership, it would become a Chinese-Asian partnership. And that might have been what the actual controversy was about. We don't really know. But Donald Trump has continued to tweet. Well, and if Trump, you know, refuses to uh, cooperate or participate in any sort of negotiations with trading partners in that vast region of the Pacific Rim, well, then, of course, other countries are going to uh, accrue together on their own. Sure. And it's so, important to realize that Australia does a robust trade with China already. Their main export to China are... Raw materials. They're nearby. That's called uh, 
comparative advantage. Now, Australia's uh, refugee policy is uh, rather uh, restrictive, even more restrictive than the United States, for that matter. And, of course, all of the uh, surrealism regarding the travel ban, the uh, court hearings that are being held even today are just one more development in the uh, example of how incompetent Donald Trump is. It's rather bizarre that the Justice Department official that appeared in court in Seattle, there's a temporary stay involved here, he's hearing more arguments, uh, the travel ban has been temporarily uh, lifted uh, it, it, and, and forced. In other words, uh, the Trump policy executive order has been temporarily suspended while the judge in Seattle hears more evidence and more arguments. We'll leave it to the Justice Department to send somebody from the civil division to argue the case on behalf of the government. So when she was asked by the judge if she had any information about criminal activity of refugees, she said, I don't have any of that information available because I represent the civil division. <laughs> Remarkable incompetence. So Trump can't even factually defend this policy in court because he doesn't have the right people there. He doesn't even know anything about, apparently. Who's the, the right person to send? Who's the right person to send? Uh, I don't know if he's read the 1965 uh, Immigration Act or the 1986 Immigration Act. Those, of course, are, you know, the United States government is free to uh, re uh, re repeal and replace these uh, these laws. But they haven't done so. They've been so busy obstructing Obama and Bush and trying to use the immigration argument to get votes. Why fix anything? Why do your job? Well, we've learned that Congress is hardly doing its job. And when the president of the United States begins to attack the judiciary, that to me is a very ominous development indeed. Obviously, this case is going to be heard by the Supreme Court eventually. Plenty of news about that this week. How bizarre to have the widow of Scalia at the unveiling of Neil Gorsuch. It's as if the Republicans think that this seat is owned by Antonin Scalia. It's an angry ghost. It's a, it's a Supreme Court seat, dude. It's not. It's owned by the people, not the widder Scalia. This is just re reprehensible. This is a gong show. And by the way, I'm not as skeptical about Gorsuch as some people. I think this guy may turn out to be a bit of a surprise. Donald Trump hasn't done his research on anything. He was handed a list by some people. He admitted it. They gave him the list of 21 people. And they decided that this gentleman, Mr. Gorsuch, was perhaps the most confirmable, highly qualified, a member of the elite. How surprising. He went to Columbia Law School. He has a Ph.D. from Oxford University. His mother was on the Reagan cabinet. The British Empire lives on. 
And yes, his mother was in the Reagan administration. How fascinating. She was fired by Ronald Reagan. Now, of course, she was fired because there was a political scandal about her withholding documents related to the Superfund cleanup, specifically Times Beach, Missouri, uh, a town that had to be evacuated Boy, I, just, because of pollution. Just parenthetically, uh, since the old phrase Superfund cleanup is so nostalgic, uh, when was the last time that you heard about any of those cases and how many were actually finally and fully cleaned up ever? Precisely. <laughs> Not very many. And we have a, a new sheriff at the EPA. Um, I don't know if he can shoot a gun, but uh, he doesn't seem to be very fond of the mission of the EPA. He seems to be of the theory that the states can handle this problem. And by golly, maybe some of the states should start handling the problems. Well, I think California is actually, as usual with these sorts of things, beginning to do so already. Sure. And, of course, we've learned, unfortunately, from this fiasco in Flint that Michigan has a thing called the Department of Environmental Quality, an oxymoron if I've ever heard it, because those officials seem to be incompetent. Rick Snyder's uh, tenure as governor of the state of Michigan, not a real good uh, referendum on having a businessman run the government. <laughs> I think Rick Snyder's a good guy, but uh, there's, there's been a lot of incompetence here. And, of course, the Flint water crisis is incompetence all over the map. Top to bottom. Top to bottom, state officials, federal officials to a lesser degree, local officials. Let's face it. These are bozos. They didn't know what they were doing. They well, tried it's... to save a little money, and they didn't do the proper scientific investigation of what this might entail. The basic public trust of safe water. Yeah. When it become, when things like safe water... Uh, schools become political footballs. These are public goods. Precisely. This is the very purpose and function of government itself. And so to uh, try to, you know, compare uh, the two, uh, it's apples and oranges. You can't compare a school to a business or a state to a business. They just, they're different things entirely. Precisely. And it's troubling to hear that Donald Trump is planning as part of his uh new era of deregulation to allow coal companies to pollute clean water in Kentucky. What? Is I mean, the, the, these things on their Stop face. Stop picking on coal. Stop picking on coal. They're insane. They're, 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 they're outright insane. And what does Mitch McConnell, Mr. Woodchuck, do? He keeps having these press conferences with the four horsemen of the apocalypse. John Thune... Barrasso and John Cornyn. They're always in the picture with him. Bowling team, perhaps. Saying, well, I hope they're I hope they form a barbershop quartet. <laughs> the jowlerific four. They might be able to see the Trumpster himself to give him a haircut every now and then. My God. I mean it's it's becoming it's it's turned in to farce. It's if if it wasn't a Two tragedy. It would be a comedy, but it isn't. It's it's worse than a tragedy. It's a criminal invest endeavor. The Trump administration 
oh, Ivanka, you're fired. You're, you're fired. Your, your products aren't doing very well in the retail sectors of our, of our esteemed country. Oh, my goodness. I wonder why. That name boost might not be the thing. I don't know what Trump is going to do to those retail outlets that have taken her, her jewelry and mittens. Shoes and, and, and handbags. Yeah. And handbags and all sorts of other piles of garbage <laughs> off the shelves. A spokesman for one of the companies said, these products are just not moving. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be that they're overpriced? Uh, were there investigations into where they were made? It's remarkable. And the hotel across the street, it's still open. The Trump uh, International Hotel, open for foreign visitors. Uh, what is the status of the emollients? Uh, <laughs> I mean, Frederick Douglass stayed oh, there right, recently. Right. <laughs> Trump thinks he's alive. I'm like... Okay. Uh, How come I haven't met this guy? He's, exactly. he's a big deal, right? He's terrific. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> you know, he's always talking about Now, there's it. a guy who's doing some good stuff. Yeah, he's always talking. He's always using that phrase, I think they're great. They're, he's a great man. He's, a, he's terrific. He's fabulous. He's absolutely fabulous. He's always got all these Well, it was, it was good to see that I don't have the names in front of me, but some actual <laughs> descendants of, of Frederick Douglass were happy to state through the media that we, too, refer to Frederick Douglass in the present tense because his work is ongoing. And whenever Americans gather freely to voice their concern about abuses in government, Frederick Douglass is there. Yeah. So, and. How uh, interesting to hear in today's uh, New York Times, Charles Blau, uh, note that Frederick Douglass was the most photographed person of the 19th century. But, of course, when you're celebrating the Habsburgs and the Bourbon <laughs> dynasty, you might have been asleep during the 19th century. Well, yeah. <laughs> wonder if there a lawn jockey out on that party. <laughs> Marie Antoinette, uh, she said she is one of the most famous... Lines of all time, let them eat cake. I can't believe Melania Trump hasn't issued an edict like that. I mean, Trump is trying to overturn so many things. Why doesn't he work on the Treaty of Ghent, the <laughs> Treaty of Vienna? That would upset Henry Kissinger and get him off his behind. How about the Edict of Nantes, for God's sakes? Trump likes going into the forays of religion, and we have a new... Uh, a new term called religious liberty, Hobby Lobby. Gorsuch wrote the opinion on that, by the way. Well, the, we can yeah, talk about an upcoming. Yeah, there will be more to say about that for sure. But this idea that religious liberty, quote unquote, protects your right to discriminate, yeah, is in essence what this argument is. And it and it and it. The Supreme Court upheld this five to four. By the way. <laughs> This the, the the Hobby Lobby case. Now Gorsuch was on the appeals court that bought this baloney, um, but that is our country. Um, I think it would be quite easy to keep uh, uh, immigrants out if if they start advertising more about the problems with America. <laughs> be quite easy. Are you sure? Are you sure you want to come in? Uh, have you thought about things? Have, 
you know, Trump is talking about all the danger uh, here in America. Wanted to read this uh, interesting item, column by Nicholas Kristof, shortly after the uh, election. More Americans have died from guns, including suicides, since 1970 than have died in all the wars in U.S. history going back to the U.S. Revolution. In the United States, preschoolers up through age four are shot dead each year, more of them than police officers. Okay? Um, it's, this is America. And this is the danger. What's Donald Trump doing about the gun violence? Nothing. Well, there are uh, this, you know, ongoing fake news thing, uh, stories that circulate through that sub-genre of the media uh, suggesting that the uh, horrible massacre of school children was a government conspiracy. Oh, right. Yeah. This is so offensive. A cover-up. Yeah, I mean... These people were... That the whole thing was staged. That's shocking that somebody would even say that out loud, let let alone commit it into print and distribute it for people to see. This is real human grief involving murdered children. Six-year-olds. And uh, just staggers the imagination. What kind of a person could do this? And, of course, this is part of the fake news. Uh, The grizzly bear uh, conspiracy, you know. Uh, Betsy DeVos, (laughs) she she might get confirmed this week. That's still up in the air. Uh, Donald Trump, by the way, assured us a couple of weeks ago that his cabinet is the the highest IQ cabinet of all time. Well, they've all been through uh, DeVos's NeuroCore. Yeah, well, the vetting process of some of these cabinet officers is left a little bit to be desired. Some of them, I think, are good good people, but some of them look a little a little shaky. And Betsy DeVos is one of them. But it's pretty bizarre when somebody apparently has never heard of the American with Federal Disabilities Act and believes that children should have guns in case of grizzly bears. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what what planet are you on? Grizzly bears? <sighs> Well, I guess Come when her on. kids were, were uh, charter schooled uh, or perhaps homeschooled, they were armed constantly because, you know, there's bears out there somewhere. The right to bear arms? No, wait a minute. The right to arm bears, I guess. Well, and the, the quote-unquote fake news, I'm really sort of dismissing that as a phrase <laughs> yeah. uh, because let's be honest and— this is a blunt term, but it's a common one, so I'm unafraid to say it. But let's just call fake news what it is. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's baloney. It's it's nonsense. It's rubbish. It's it's trumpery. It's Donald. You know, you can look this word up in the dictionary. It's remarkable what this <laughs> di- what trumpery actually means. Uh, of course, uh, I, I wanted to point out. I just I've been reading a lot of uh, history about FDR recently. And I wanted to give a, just a very brief explanation for this whole thing about executive orders, because Donald Trump seems to be kind of fond of them already. But in William Luchtenberg, one of the great historians of the uh, Roosevelt years, wrote this in his retrospect uh, analysis in the book entitled Franklin Roosevelt and the New Deal. It says, Roosevelt's most important formal contribution was his creation 
of the executive office of the president on September 8th, 1939, executive order, uh, and of course executive orders go back to George Washington, the most famous executive order is called the Emancipation Proclamation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Executive orders, um, Trump's executive orders are not quite in that (laughs) historical stature yet. (laughs) They... They, they, they remain to be pro, uh, proven to be effective. But Executive Order 8248, a nearly unnoticed but nonetheless epoch-making event in the history of the American institution, set up the executive office, William Luchtenberg wrote, staffed with six administrative assistants with a, quote, passion for anonymity. In 1939, the president not only placed obvious agencies like the White House uh, office in the executive office, But he made the crucial decision to shift the Bureau of Budget from the Treasury and put it under his wing. In later years, such pivotal agencies as the Council of Economic Advisors, the National Security Council, that Bannon is suddenly on, and the CIA would be moved into the executive office of the president. CIA, by the way, created by Truman as an executive order. He also desegregated the armed forces mm-hmm. by executive order. Some executive orders are very, very important developments in the history of our republic, and some turn out to be total disasters. And I think what we're witnessing with Donald Trump is the sort of the combination of irrelevancy and uh, real damage. Dare I say carnage? <laughs> That's his favorite word lately. And it's scary stuff. Well, by all accounts, uh, today's uh, paper actually gives some details of his uh, the, the calendar of the personal day. And it says here in Glenn Thrush's article, usually around 6.30 p.m., Mr. Trump retires upstairs to the residence to recharge, vent, and intermittently use Twitter And they talk a little bit about the fact that the wife and young son are not living here, so Trump is uh, sitting up watching TV alone. Which he watches quite a bit of because he really is worried about his ratings. He's got to keep the ratings up. He's concerned. He does some uh, running commentaries against uh, a guy uh, on uh, CNN who he doesn't like but apparently likes watching him to not like him. Uh, Most people discover if they don't like a show, they stop watching it. Because I mean, that hurts their brain. Yeah, even Richard Nixon wasn't that stupid. Right. And then the other thing is that uh, sometimes he just wanders around exploring his new house in his bathrobe. Oh, well, that was... And so that's, you know, got to put your mind at ease that, you know, man, I don't know what he's looking for in the drawers. Or... Well, he's probably looking for the ghost of Winston Churchill because they uh, he used to roam around the White House naked, apparently. <laughs> well, Lincoln's ghost and... Uh... Look, looking, looking for... Midnight snacks while he continued to down his uh, scotch and soda highballs all day. <laughs> One time, Franklin Roosevelt was was told, he said, you, you're looking rather tired, uh, Mr. President. And he said, well, you'd be tired, too, if you'd spent the last five years pushing Winston up the hill in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> because it was basically uh, what Roosevelt had to do. So they had many memorable <laughs> meetings during World War II, uh, which is, of course, not a laughing matter. But uh, 
we do want to remind you that you are listening to WCBN FM and Arbor Desert City Calling will be coming up shortly. Right here on this fine station, uh, as for the gong show, that will continue uninterrupted for the next 